I'd say me and Brayden are pretty are pretty likable. Um it's in all cool. age groups. So <laughs> anyways, next question. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Sooner fans? This is your host from the Prairie to the Pros, Jeremiah Hall, formerly number 27 on the field, but always number one in your hearts. Here with me today, you know who it is, number nine on the field, my right-hand man, the Braden Willis. And this is the podcast on the Prairie. Braden. Yo. Yo, I see you smiling every time I see you. I say the Braden Willis. Like that's that just, just funny. Boy, huh? That's funny. It, it's just it's spreading to everybody. I I the uh nutritionist say it now. Oh yeah. The, the um the training staff say it now. Everybody oh, yeah. on Twitter says it now. It's just becoming a thing. So it just it's just kind of funny. I'm like, man, what if I started? I told you that it would get into the locker room. That it would oh, and then, oh, and then every time I go on live after our Friday morning pumps, because, you know, I was Sooner fans, if y'all don't know, whenever we get on Friday, I go on live, you know, flex a little bit. But every time I go on live, everybody's like, has Danny put the D on your locker yet? I'm like, no, <laughs> thank God he has it. <laughs> I'm like, don't hey, give him any ideas, though. I'm glad I've created your trademark. So now I deserve compensation. What, 10%? Yeah, at least you know what 20, I'm saying. 20, 20, 20, 15, 20. Yeah, you you know what I'm saying, big dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, big dog. <laughs> oh man, so what's up, man? You got anything going on in life? Anything to happen over the weekend? Um, no. It started. I mean, last week was a great week of working out. We started coaching stations. Um, they were good, and uh, I will say, I got caught, man. I uh. Smitty got your boy on the way, on the way, man. Oh, I, I had to stay over there, drink weights until I made my weight. You know. Oh, how much? How much were you down? I was only down like a pound. Okay, that's not too bad. It's not. It's not bad. I I was trying. So here's the deal. So we're doing like you have to make a certain amount of weight a week. So you don't have to be at your goal weight. You know what I'm saying? Because some people's is very high, or is, you know what I'm saying way different than what they're what their weight is. So maybe it's a difference of 20, 10 pounds. Yeah. Mine is not that different. And I've been there before I've played at 240. You know, you, like I told you last time I've, I'm used to 240, but I'm still getting up there. My weight was 237. I, I came into the week 236, but I was already the week before I was like 233, you know what I'm saying? Like around yeah. there. And so when I had came into the week, then like they adjusted my weight to be like one pound, you know, above where I came in that week. Well, I just probably came for the weekend from being heavy just because I was eating, you know. So I was 236, and then I was like, oh, man, like I got to get to 237. And we didn't weigh the whole week up until that point, and so I had no clue I was. I came in at like 235, like in a half or something like that, and I had to stay. I ate We worked out, and then I went back in there. I, well, I, ate, I worked out, ate lunch, went back in there, Drunk a couple shakes, got a Gatorade, made my weight. I could go Ooh. home. 
I hated that, bro. I'm like, what? Two snakes in the Gatorade. Yeah, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna pee this out within the next two hours. Like, I'm gonna be right back down. <laughs> that was the most full I've ever felt because I had lunch before that too. So it was, I was oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah. You're definitely gonna feel bloated after that. That's because mm. you know after workouts you're gonna lose a little bit more weight because you know it's fluctuating because of how hard we work out and it was coaching stations that day, good amount of running. So yeah. I probably lost a couple pounds from where I was even at that morning, you know. Are they rating you guys for a coaching station still? Yeah, so you get a uh, – it's not like everybody gets a rating, but there's like who was on, who had uncommon effort today. Oh, and okay. so we drafted teams a couple weeks ago, and yeah. our accountability teams because we do account, accountability runs with them. But when we talk about the accountability teams, it – covers everything so it, co- it covers strength which is you know everything involving Schmitty and them and coaching stations and stuff you got academics nutrition and then like the soul you know the new soul team that we have like little yeah. events with the soul team and so they tally up points and you know if you have a if you're a, a positive you don't have to run if you're negative or you're like last three you have to run right you have a certain amount of gassers or whatever so if you do well during the coaching stations, you know, at the end, we call each on, we call on a coach each and they say who had uncommon effort for the day. And if they state you, you get plus two points for your team. You know? Okay. Is, is that what you guys have been posting on Instagram in terms of, or maybe that's something else. No, that's the academics and. Oh no. Yeah. That's just above the standard. Yeah. That's the academics. We have academic people of the week, you know? Okay. That's cool. A little, a little acknowledgement. I think it's cool because you get a chance to see some of the new faces. Yeah, because a lot of them are young guys. Obviously, yeah. you're, you're choosing it off of who is has you know who's doing well in school, making all their engagements. You know, a lot of guys have tutorings or mentoring, and you know, academic advisors and all that other stuff. So, yeah, it, it is pretty cool. You get to know a little bit about the young guys before you really get to see them. Yeah, I wish I got a shout out on the official Instagram page when I was a freshman. <laughs> I had no followers. Tell me, and now they're doing. Uh, I guess, I got. I guess Coach made a big deal about it. Now we're doing birthday shout outs. Kip yeah. got one. Kip, Kip got one. He's a freshman. I'm like, wow, it's crazy. Man, I love BB. <laughs> that he's the guy, and Whoa. you know, like I said on the last pod. They gifted us with our own Normatex and yeah, everything. Normatex. Boy, I've been killing that thing. Well, I've been using it every night. For real? Every I night. Don't even have, I don't even have a Normatex. I got I got one of the, the guns, and I got it like a back heater slash vibration little thingy. Right. No Normatex, though. No no personal one. Because those yeah. are like, what, like 200 250 a piece or something like that? What? The Normatex? What? They are like 1500 Whoa, whoa. Yeah. 1500 a piece. Something like that. All right, I'm gonna just wait till I get sponsored because I don't think I want to pay for that. But <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I when I had when I I actually looked at it a couple like um, after my injury, the year after my injury, I was like, you know, it'd probably be good for my knee. So yeah. like, I'm willing to spend a little money. I just read the thing about how LeBron spends a million, you know, dollars on his body. Invest into yourself. I was like, yeah, I, I'll do it. I looked at the thing. I was like, 1500 Whoa. I was like, I'm not in, I'm not LeBron yet. <laughs> I can't do that yet. But it, it was, it's pretty, pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? It just He really 
here's what we're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like we've we've said that for a while. I mean, we wanted yeah. more normal text for a while. You know, we didn't weren't even asking for our own. We just wanted more of them. And so to for everybody to get their own personal ones, that's crazy. You know, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. Well, I I didn't get a birthday shout out or anything over the weekend. However, my mom and my uncle came to to visit me. They just left today, Sunday, this morning. Uh, they flew in this past Friday, and we had a blast, man. I, I took them. I took them to to Red Rock for my Denver people or anybody that knows what that is. The Red Rock Amphitheater. Uh, they got some views up there. Took some pictures, and then I had. I had some stuff going on Saturday, so we took a little break, took a nap, and then spent the rest of the evening pretty much in in Lodo. So they have Lodo stands for Lower Downtown of Denver, and man, it's I had never been downtown on a Saturday night yet, just because I've always had something going on. I've been so busy, but Denver is a beautiful place, bro. When 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 the city is lit up so much, so I think honestly, it's 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 my favorite city. You know, it's it's up wow. there with it's up there with Miami and San Francisco, honestly. Um, really? Yeah, I think I could definitely see myself buying a place like just to have right there in the city long term, just so I could be like, yo, like I got a spot in Denver. Let's pull up and and let's go to Breckenridge or Aspen or something. Let's go get on the slopes. So hey, I could get I, I could get down with that. <laughs> hey, that that's more long term, though. That's like a. Maybe by the time I'm like 30, 35, you know, have my own yeah, little spot. Sure. But um, I, I love it out here, man. I, I've had a good time. Denver's been well to me. This coming week will be my last full week here. Um, my my combine day for all of you guys that will be watching on TV will be Thursday, March 3rd. Uh, I'll be running and doing drills with the tight ends. At first, I thought I was going to be with the running backs. So I, I, I got to. I had got that cleared up. So I, I was ready for either one. You know, I was doing running back drills. I was doing tight end drills. You know, I'm an athlete. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so exactly. I, I was going to do it all. But, yeah, that's that's what I got going on. I'm excited for that. My pro day at OU will be on the ninth, So I, I, I get to pull up back on you, B. Willie. Yes, sir. Uh, I got to find me a quarterback. <laughs> or me, me and Mike, really. So y'all can't y'all can't have the a current quarterback, right? As yeah, be someone that's graduated. I don't think so. I think somebody else would have to 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 come in for us. Mm. So, well, like I said, I'm not a quarterback, so maybe they'll let me throw. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm all for it, bro. I, I'll 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 catch some targets from you. So, hey, don't worry. I'm gonna put them on the money. I'm gonna show the world. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, we, oh, we gotta get your quarterback, man. I ain't gonna put your future in my hands for sure. <laughs> I mean, all, all good, brother. I'm I'm gonna ride it out with you. So if you, if you, if you <laughs> hey, I I stick with you regardless. I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> oh boy! All right, Sooner Nation. That is all we have for our introduction. We have some pretty good interviews coming up next. Stay tuned. All right, Sooner fans, our guest coming on to the show needs rarely, barely, and no introduction at all. Number 50 on the field, hailing from OKC, raised in Norman, Oklahoma. I got Jordan Evans, man. What's up? Man, what's happening, bro? How you doing? Thank you for coming on to the podcast on the prairie, brother. We appreciate you. We know you got a busy schedule. We know you 
you're living life, having success and all these different things going on. So we thank you for your time. Man, I appreciate y'all having me. For sure, for sure. For sure, Jordan. Well, we don't waste any time. Our brother, first question, just to get us going a little bit. Why Oklahoma? We always ask all the former guys, why OU? Just so the fans kind of get a little bit of a background. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, so my recruiting process was a lot different. I wasn't like a big-time recruit. I think OU offered me right before my state championship game. So that was real late, um, my high school year, high school season. And when they offered me, true fact, I did not want to go to OU. I really wanted to go to Virginia Tech, but Virginia Tech was not even looking my way. Wow. So my next offer was New Mexico, and I wasn't going to New Mexico over OU. So two days after they offered me, I committed. And I think that was more of a pride thing. But deep down, I knew I wanted to go there, too, because, one, OU produces athletes. You know, they, they produce guys to go to the league, and that's been my goal since I was a kid. They win. You're going to win while you're at OU. You're going to contend for a national title while you're at OU. Um, it was close to home, so my mom and my sisters were going to be able – and my dad were going to be able to all go to my games. And I was going to be able to at least see my sisters grow and still be part of their um, middle school and high school experience. And then um, I think the last reason, too, was um, I I looked at the ability to play. And I was like, man, I'm about to, if I can get on the field at OU – um, they didn't have like a crazy stack linebacker one at the time. And I wanted to, uh, I definitely wanted to go there. And then I have my church home, obviously, in Norman. So I knew I could be able to stay strong by faith. So those are my main reasons why I went ahead and stayed at OU. Believe it or not, when I got offered by OU, I didn't want to go either. You know, I'm from North Carolina. So I thought of Oklahoma right. as like, what, tornadoes? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same no, thing I here. I think it's the same thing here. I grew up in Texas. I mean, growing up in Texas, I really ain't really know about Oklahoma like that but when I got offered obviously that was probably my biggest offer so I was, yeah, I was like that's kind of a no-brainer to me just like you I was that's, offered that's how I went with mine's yeah that's yeah, exactly how I went with me mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't even finna I was I was I, I didn't think oh he was gonna offer me yeah like, me neither. <laughs> I was like and next thing they offered me at the Oklahoma State game uh Bob Sue came to me during warm-up was like hey stick around for off your scholarship I was like wait what you know yeah. so yeah, no, it was crazy. Like, I know people have heard my story, but just for you, like, Link and Gundy text or Gundy text me one day. It was like, hey, like, we're interested in you. I'm like, oh, like, sent to all my information as soon as that he texts me. And then he's like, oh, no, we're on the way to see you. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just went really fast. It's crazy. For sure. You know, I found that that's a common theme with a lot of guys, to be honest with you. I remember talking to Caleb. He wasn't too hot on Caleb Kelly. He wasn't too hot on Oklahoma at first. I know Kennedy wasn't. It's like your first thoughts of Oklahoma are, eh, maybe. It's because it's the state. People, I, I'm from here, and I love it. I love it. I was just trying to get out. What people don't know is I used to hate it because my dad actually went to OU. Ah. And so growing up, everyone used to say, oh, that, you know, he's following his dad's footsteps. Well, that's Scott's boy. I used to kind of hate that. Yeah. And, you know, I love my dad. We have a great relationship and I've always competed with him, but I didn't want to be in nobody's shadow. And I remember in high school, whenever I finally committed, I got an interview and they asked me like, hey, you're how you feel about following your dad's footsteps? I said, I'm not. I'm, I'm making my own steps. Um, and I kind of wanted to get out of that. And eventually, obviously, my success at OU did and, and stuff like that. But I don't know. I was just young and just trying to do my own thing. But obviously, OU offered me was, was what I wanted, where I wanted to go and where I needed to go. So last question in, in regards to OU, when you think of 
your experience at Oklahoma and your time spent there, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Was it was it valuable? Was it worth it? Oh, for sure, man. I mean, I feel like I could write a book on my my time at OU, not just from what I learned, what I went through, you know, the memories I made with my teammates, um, obviously the winning, the stuff that you learn on and off the field. But, um, I mean, Schmitty workouts, that could be a whole, <laughs> a whole thing on its own. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, one of the first things I can think of for sure is just the memories that you have with your teammates. Y'all know how it is in that locker room, man. You, you literally develop a brother that you never met from a whole different city. And by the end of the, your four years there, you're willing to do a lot of things for him, you know. So I definitely think about the memories I, I share with a lot of my teammates and guys that I'm still close with to this day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know I said last question, but you said, Smitty, I got to ask you, what do you think about OU right now in the state that it's been in over the past two months? You know, being a fan, being a former player, what were your thoughts on what was going on in that locker room? Man, well, first off, obviously the whole thing with the coach leaving, I didn't really have an opinion on it. I can't answer for another man and what he does. But I thought they handled it correctly with the hires that they hired. Um, and I know that in the day when it comes to college football, you got to be able to recruit, you got to be able to develop, and you got to want kids that want to play for you. Um, they're going to recruit well. Guys want to play Reventables. And I'm going to tell you right now, Schmidt going to develop them, them boys. So, um, And I bet you them boys were sore that first couple of weeks with with Schmidt. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. Look, 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 look. I ain't going to lie. This is how it went. The first day we got in there, right, and we started doing our warm-ups, and everybody, folks, was like, man, I ain't going to lie. That warm-up was kind of like a workout. And then we did yeah. a little running, but we didn't do too much because it was the first day, and we were going to test that week. The next day, boys walking in there like, man, is y'all hand me sore? Y'all hand me sore? It's crazy. We just did the warm-up. <laughs> Bro, nah, the, it, the way we broke it down was – when we were there, especially when y'all get to the summer, you yeah. got to find a way to get through that warm up. Mm-hmm. Then you get a, a slight little break when you run from uh, from the warm up to the weight room, and then you got to find whatever you can to finish that conditioning. Yeah, and then don't mess up on the med ball sit ups. Oh, oh yeah, no, <laughs> yeah we like, didn't like, look. We didn't already hit. The, we already I hit the guys, I Remember, I, I told you we at one point we hadn't went to fifty yet. We didn't already done hit it, and we didn't already had to start over and did all that yeah. before. There was. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. This was it. Friday? No. Yeah, it was Friday. Not gonna lie. I was so surprised. Because we came in there, we the last, my group was the last group. He said, I'm not going to lie. Last two groups, they came in and they weren't serious. So I was like, he's giving us a, he's giving, like, he's telling us this. Like, I thought he was just going to let us go and then be like, all right, y'all start over. But he told us this, so we got right from the jump. But, nah, yeah, he, he gave us, like, he, a little warning. No, nah, he's good, man. I I really can't wait to come back to Norman just to shake his hand and just say, I appreciate you for everything you did. As much as I was a hard head and got into it with him and I've got kicked out of workouts before and stuff like that. I mean, he, he, he develops you and he turns you into a dog and, oh, and yeah. uh, there's definitely some work. Y'all didn't do the Stairmaster yet? A lot I mean, of people I have, I haven't, I haven't had to do Stairmaster now. <laughs> I was definitely a Stairmaster guy in my freshman year. No, we, we've had a lot of guys on the Stairmaster. That boy has been getting some good use. I walk in, you know, like I said, we alternate, so we alternate workout times and, uh, Sometimes, you know, I'll be on the last last workout group and I walk in there, I see, you know, four boys, five boys on a stairmaster. I'm like, oh man, they done got them boys. 
Yeah, you know, I don't know if I ever told y'all, but I was definitely a stairmaster guy, especially my freshman year. Jordan, I don't, were you ever in that in that five thirty, five a, six a.m. group? Man, let me tell you, I think I missed at one point a day back to back. No, I missed on a. I was late on a Monday. Then I was late on a. Then th- this is the crazy part. I was late on a Monday. Then Schmitty told me to my face. He said, "Hey, big dog, it's gonna happen again." And I looked at him like he was crazy. I said, no, nah, I learned my lesson. I'm good. How about within the same week, I was late again on Wednesday and Thursday. <laughs> oh, my God. I know you were sick. <laughs> Bro, sick. hurt. Hurt. Oh, my goodness. I don't think Schmitty liked me very much after that. But, man, I was I was having, like, 16-hour days, man. And then Ballware would get mad at me. Yeah. I'd fall asleep in meetings. I'm like, bro, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> it's funny. Man, listen, bro. Oh, no, go ahead, Jordan. Oh, no, I was saying, uh, I was in, when I was in that 530, my freshman year, I had a high ankle sprain, so I had got hurt, and I kind of stopped caring. So one day I was like, man, I'm going to go in there late. I can't do stairmaster. He made me do it with my hands, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what? Yeah. What? I'm in the lane. He like, stairmaster, I'm, I'm in a boot. I'm like, how? He goes, with your hands. I'm in there pushing it with my hands for 30 minutes, bro. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, Yo, I've yeah, never man. Yeah, like play. Before. I was in the door with my hands, bro. That's so crazy. And like, I didn't. Obviously, none of us know that like that are here as of right now because nobody has like we haven't seen that hasn't it hasn't got to that point yet. I imagine maybe one day it will. But um, we're so scared of being late. Like you know what I'm saying. Like we had a meeting one day before. Uh, with uh, like position meetings, tight ends were meeting. And uh, it was as we worked out at eight. We uh, started the meeting like seven oh five or something like that. I'm looking at the time like I ain't gonna lie, Joe John. We gotta we gotta roll. Like yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. It's like he's like you still got twenty minutes, big dog. I'm like I ain't gonna lie, coach. We gotta be in there. We gotta be ready ten uh-huh. minutes before. Like I'm not trying to push no limits over here, coach. Like I said, I, I, I could I could go on forever about stories that I've seen from others that's happened to me all with the workouts and Schmitty, man. Man, oh, yeah, this man. stuff is this is just hilarious, bro. I'm I can't I'm about to hear back from y'all this summer, man. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I already know. I already know this summer. Everybody's been telling me summer's just you know a little different. So you know, man, it's different. Jordan, man, you know what it is. So. It is. Getting into this past season so first you get hurt in what october right yeah yeah, yeah tour acl yes sir tour acl and this how is that coming along it's cool i mean i'm in the middle of rehab i'm about four months out um obviously i wish i was healthy but you know it's one of those six to nine full month recoveries that you got to go through and just keep my head down. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. I just know I know I know eventually I'm gonna be cleared and I'll be ready to go out there and perform. So, I mean, I just kind of is what it is. And one, it's one of those situations that I'm in right now. Yeah. Do you have a history of of tearing that, or was this a first? Not my first one. How did it happen? Yeah. Um. Shoot, Green Bay right before the uh, end of the half. Um. Just run down on kickoff. I knew I could beat the dude if I whipped him, boom, whipped him, dude hit me in my shoulder. I was playing this way, and it just popped. Oh. Mm. So, well, first, yeah, I will say I, I do wish and pray that you have a, 
a healthy recovery because uh, I know me myself personally, it's good to see a guy that, that you can connect to on that field and having success. It gives me hope. Sure. I appreciate you for real, for real. But moving on to the Super Bowl, right? That's what everybody wants to know about. They'll see Jordan Evans on the podcast on the period, type it in and want to know what the Super Bowl was like, man. So at the beginning of the year, was that even a realistic goal for you guys? Hmm. Yes and no. We knew in that locker room we had a good team. Yeah. We knew in that locker room that we had the pieces there, but we also knew that it's something brand new, new to us. Like we haven't been to the playoffs in 30 some years. The past two seasons, we've only won six games. So we were just like, man, if we can learn to put it together, we knew we could make a run. And so, you know, throughout the season, we're, we're winning, you know, beating teams pretty well, beating some good teams, losing some bad teams, but we're like teetering on the line. And the next thing you know, whenever I would say, when we got around playoffs and we were just rolling and rolling, I'm like, bro, we could really do this. And, uh, and then by the time I honestly, when we beat KC the first time, even yeah. though I wasn't really on the field on the field, but there was just a level of confidence in that locker room that you could feel, you could tell that we all had, like, we didn't care who they, they didn't care who they was playing. They didn't care who the coaches was, who their superstars was. We knew who we had. We knew what we could do. We knew he was going to come out with a win. So, so we, it wasn't a shock to us, but it still was kind of like, dang, we really in the Super Bowl. You could definitely feel that though. Throughout the year, you could definitely, especially like you said, that, that was really the biggest one for me after the KC, the first KC win. I was like, yeah, them boys playing mm-hmm. with a confidence that's unmatched right now. Like, they got it. When the young bookers got it, they got it. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's when exactly. I really – it was starting to be noticeable. You know, the confidence that you are playing with was ridiculous. No, nah, for sure. It was It was fun to watch, man. It was, it, was, it was, you know, I hate to say it was fun to watch, but it was It was fun to watch. Man. I, yeah. I'm just hoping that, uh, you feel me, we run it back next year. Now, me and Braden got a taste of uh, – <laughs> what Joey Burr is like live and in person when uh, mm, all right. when we got handled against LSU a couple of years ago. What are your thoughts on that kid, man? Because it seems like he just keeps on having success. Like everything he touches yeah. goes well. Yeah, I mean, you know, from from my view, because he's on the other side, he's a very chill, about his work, really to him. You know, he's a good dude. Uh, I know he he has a poise about him that a lot of people respect. Um, and you feel me? He can make the throws, makes the reads. Uh, just a really good all-around player. And, you know, he's only on his year, second year. And you look at some of the things he's done, some numbers he's done, and you, you, you only can believe that he has so much uh, potential. Um, but I actually asked uh, Mixon, you know, one time I just asked him, I was like, hey, man, so, like, what's up? Like, what do you think of Joe Burrow? Like, when did you know he was, like, that guy? And he was like, honestly, bro, I forgot what game he said it was, but he was just like, there was a game where or he just, well, actually he just said, it doesn't matter what game, what time in the game, what the situation is. He is the most poised player he's been around. And he said, when you see a guy that has like almost the strike of no fear in him, he said, you can't do nothing but respect him on a play for him. And so, I mean, I guess from the, from, from y'all looking in, you can see it, but I guess in that huddle is even more strong than, what you can see and so when he said that obviously you know he's in the huddle with him i was like that's pretty dope so yeah how was 
How was the Super Bowl in general? I know you were obviously you weren't playing. You had a, a sideline first first person view perspective. What was that experience like? It was a great experience. Um, I'm always remember that. I mean, I had a good time. Um, you know, me and some of the IR guys got to do some extra things and and and, and do more things because we didn't have to be always in the practice field and meeting. But you know, just seeing seeing all the stuff and the, the stuff that comes with the Super Bowl. You know, obviously the tension, the media, the hype, like going to SoFi Stadium and seeing, you feel me, like our locker rooms with our jersey and the Super Bowl patch or the the, uh, the Super Bowl emblem in the middle of the field. And then when the game comes, you just seeing the electrifying crowd with a whole bunch of celebrities at the game. I mean, shoot, I was there during the halftime performance. I was watching. It. I was right there <laughs> on the stands like or on the bench just watching it. So, like, the whole theatrics and the aesthetics of what the Super Bowl brought – it was a great experience. Um, I just wish we would have won. Um, but seeing how my team played and fought and, you know, seeing what those guys did, it was, it just, it was, it was, it was dope. It just been really sweet. If you feel me, we would have won and it made it all the better. Yeah. Yeah. Does the, does the Super Bowl have like a bowl game feel comparable to college or is it something completely different? Yeah. It, it kind of does. It kind of does. It kind of does. Um, because you get there like a week before you're living in a hotel, you got, curfew you got you know then there's some of the yeah, it, it gave you kind of a, like a bowl game kind of vibe um just difference with grown men with a little bit of money in their pockets yeah hey brother boy a little bit of I can, look at him he getting excited <laughs> look, 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 look at him i started, yeah, I started smiling yeah. a little bit of money in my pocket boy who knows yeah, you know I got it's, it's nice oh that's what's yeah, exactly up. That's what's up. Hey, you mentioned, a lot of fun. You mentioned talking to Joe about uh, Joe Burrow. What's it like having two former Sooners that you played with on the team, Samaje and Joe? You know, does that make you feel yeah. – well, I know you guys have been together for a couple of years now, but in the beginning, did that make you guys feel a little bit more comfortable or was that kind of cool? Definitely. Um, no, it was great. Honestly, it was it was everything I needed. Um, I'm pretty sure Joe would say the same on his end. So because Samaje went with the Redskins and joined us like – I think in our third year. Yeah. But so, you know, me and Joe got drafted to Bengals together. We've been teammates for eight years now. Um, it was three years at OU and now five years in the league. And our rookie year, we did everything together. Um, and I always love this saying, um, when people say I grew up with him, a lot of people transition that as, oh, childhood. Now, there's people I grew up with at OU. And there's people I grew up with in the league. And Joe's one of those guys that I really grew up with because during this transition and during our first five years of the league, we did a lot of growing up together. Um, and, you know, he was just a friend that I could always talk to and rely on. And and I was always one call away from him as well. And definitely helped out, you know, during my ups and downs in my career, along with his, we was able to vent to each other about the things and give each other proper advice. And and then now seeing his success that he's been having has been, has been wonderful to be a part of. So definitely was a beneficial thing. And I'm really happy that God blessed me that way. Yeah. I hope I get, <laughs> I hope I get that lucky man end up with some people that, that I'm comfortable with. And I don't have to feel like I'm doing it alone. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what's cool about going to OU. Yeah. You know, you're naturally going to run into some guys that that went there. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh huh. You know, there's a there's a good pipeline. Um, I mean, every every almost every Sunday you can mess around, trade a jersey with somebody, or you see somebody that um, you know, played with you or was in years before. Um, and then you know, in your situation, I know you're at the Reese's Bowl. You'll probably develop some relationship with guys like that or the guys that you train with and see them down the line and stuff like that. You know, the NFL, at the end of the day, there's only a small percentage of that make us. 
that make into the NFL. And so it's a really small community. And even though you're competing, there's a level of respect. Uh, so when you know people, it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, I, I enjoy that aspect of it for sure. For sure. Is there anything, any specific piece of advice that you could give Braden in regards to the NFL? I've heard a lot, but it's always nice to, to hear what a, what a player has to say. For sure. Man, so let me think of some advice because there's a lot that comes with it. But one of the sayings that I honestly hate the most, but at the same time is really, really true, and I know everybody's heard it, but it's control what you can control. Um, but I think my biggest advice outside of that is it's not easy. So don't don't get caught up with the fun things that come with what the NFL can bring mm-hmm. because all that stuff can be fun. But as soon as the, as soon as you walked in, you can leave just as fast. Yeah. The NFL does not stand for the national football league. It stands for not for long. So what you really want to do is you want to make sure you do everything in college to set yourself up to have these good, uh, good traits and good habits. So when you transition to the NFL, you know, you know how to study your playbook, you know, how to put these distractions aside, you know, how to say no, so you can put this playbook, put your body, put your health and put your, you know, your practice and first so you can guarantee you make this team so you can go out there and make the plays you can make. So you can get that second contract at the end of the day, everyone's working, working for a Super Bowl and the contract because right. that contract can set you up for generational wealth where your family's good, your, 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 your family that you're going to have is good, whatever it is. So, you know, make sure that you understand that you got to put that work in to achieve whatever goal it is. And, Eliminate them scratch those distractions, bro. Just because it's quick. Like I said, it's easy to leave the league, man. And you don't want something that was in your like that was in your control. Something that you could have said no to or could have controlled be the reason why you're not in it. So distractions and the little stuff that y'all see, like with the media portrays and what TV shows have showed, there's a lot of truth behind it. I mean, the number one distraction, in my opinion, is women. Okay. Number two is keeping up with the Joneses. Uh, and number three is your own self thinking you're better than what you are. Um, I feel like those are those three things that you really got to just eliminate those type of distractions because, I mean, if you haven't, if you, if you, if, if I told you got an opportunity to make $40 million, you ain't never got work again, your family's good, all that stuff, but you got to, for a year, grind like this, you would do it. You know what I'm saying? So just don't let those distractions get, you know, get in your way, get in your head and clear and, and, and stuff like that. I can speak from, you know, first experience, not only what's happened to me, but also what I've seen happen to, you know, friends of mine. Yeah. So just, you know, put, 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 put the, make sure your priorities are, are in, are in a line and, and anybody can play at this level. I've seen both y'all play, um, in person and obviously on TV. And I'm just going to tell you right now, y'all can play at this level. There should never be any doubt in y'all's mind that y'all can't, but at the same time, it's, you got to work for it. You know, I've asked a lot sure. of people that question in terms of advice. And I think that's the best answer that we've gotten so far on the podcast. And even me in person, Braden, I don't know about you, but I like that one. No, that that definitely is something that a lot of people need to hear. Because, I mean, obviously it sounds 
like you said, like you've heard it before, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes you might even hate the answer, but that's so true. You know what I'm saying? And you just don't think about that when you think of terms of like NFL, things of NFL stuff. Like you might hear something about, you know, just adjusting well or, you know what I'm saying? All these other stuff, but that's the basis. If you can't get that, all the other stuff don't matter. So exactly. A hundred percent, man. hundred percent. Like I've, I've seen guys literally be on the team for a week. And they ain't seen them since. So yeah, and they yeah, I, like I said, I got a lot of stories with that. But it's just, just handle hand, you know, handle handle yourself, handle yourself correctly, keep God first, and everything's gonna fall in line. Sure, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Before I let you go, first I want to say I wish that you have a healthy, healthy, healthy recovery. Uh, I know that second contract is coming up. I have one more question, though. On your Twitter, I, w- I want to make sure I give this a shout-out because I-, I-, I see a lot of guys that-, that try and make sure they use their platform well, and you're definitely one of them. You have a pinned tweet that is mm-hmm. about a collaboration with the Norman Public School System. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, sir. Yeah, so um, I've always – said a lot of the problems with our society is a, is ignorance. Um, and the best way to defeat ignorance is through education. Uh, growing up in Norman, growing up biracial, I dealt with a lot of ignorance towards, you know, you know, racism uh, towards me getting called names, getting treated a certain way, getting told certain things. And, you know, you, you growing up in that and seeing the lack of education and people don't understand why you can't say this or they don't see somebody from a different culture and respect where they come from. It bothered me. And then I think in 2020, I've, all that stuff that was happening during 2020 with, you know, the George Floyd cases and a whole bunch of things just kind of just bothered me to the point where I always had this idea of, you know what, the, need, the history needs to be taught correctly or something needs to be added. And 2020 made me uh, take action. And I called the Norman Public Schools Administration offices, had some meetings with them, Stephanie Williams, uh, Dr. Nick. They really helped me out with this, and we developed a course called Introduction to Ethnic Studies, um, where it's provided. I think there's three classes at Norman High, two classes at Norman North, um, and it's it's literally about uh, educating people in different identities from cultures that are not, you know, looking at people that don't look like them and understanding them, uh, just stuff like that. And you know, I'm just praying that it has a good outcome. Um, I can't control what they moms and dads are teaching them, but you know, Lord willing, when they come there and they realize these things, they have an opening eye to things and they're more accepting and loving towards people. Yes, sir. So, no, for sure. Love that. Jordan, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on to the pod. Um, you may not know, but I look up to you just a little bit, man. You, you got. Oh, you man, got I appreciate those, you. <laughs> appreciate you. Got no, for sure. Accredited seasons, man. You, I know you got that pension locked in by now. Oh, uh, yeah. you've had success at OU. You're having success in the league. You're doing work in your community. You're everything that I'm aiming to be here in 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 the the the, the future. So uh, I just want to say thank you to you one more time, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate you, man. That means a lot. Appreciate. You. Is there anything you, for real, for real. you want to say to the fans before we let you go? Keep supporting. <laughs> yes sir there you go there you have it Sooner Nation I got Jordan Evans number 50 on the field we'll let you go brother thank you alright man appreciate y'all
All right, Sooner Nation, for our second interview, we switched it up a little bit. We heard your request. We went and got her coming in at 5'11", an athlete, a walking bucket. I don't even know what position she plays. Just know she make plays, all right? Our girl, right. Maddie Williams. Yo, welcome to the podcast on the prairie. What's up, y'all? I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to spend some time with y'all. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you forgot Helling from Forward, Texas. Come on now, stop playing. Yeah, come on now. Not to mention look, the hometown. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, Don't come start on now, Jay. We hoop too. Okay. Yeah, no. Don't start we with the whole too, Texas North Carolina. Thing. I, I get it. Every, everything's bigger and better and, and faster. And, <laughs> yeah. I pick, you know I pick and choose my battles wisely Man. because that, that, that ain't one I'm trying to get into. There you go. <laughs> Maddie, what's up? What's up? What you got going on in life? How was your day? Man, my day was good. It was pretty productive. I mean, we had some stuff at the gym early this morning um, after the game, you know, get better stuff uh, for sure. Um, and then today I got laundry and stuff, you know, stuff around the house. It's Sunday. So, you know, that's cleaning day. Cleaning yeah. day. Start the week off right. For sure. Cleaning day. For sure. Okay. This is something that we always ask all our guests that, uh, that went to OU. So you were a five-star recruit. Why OU? How'd you end up where you are? Oh, today? man. Yeah, I mean, I just fell in love with the atmosphere from the day that I got here. I think um, I came on an unofficial visit, and I was like, man, like, this place is great. Like, this is probably where I want to spend my career. Um, and, of course, I went on. I did. I weighed out my options and went on other visits and stuff. But this one just stuck out the most here at OU. Um, and then, of course, the the coaching staff that was here was a great coaching staff at the time and still are. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was an easy decision for me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What do you like the most about OU so far? Um, um, I think the most, I think the people that I've been meeting the most, um, the, the different types of athletes that I've met, um, they're pretty cool in the atmosphere that they bring. And I don't know, it just feels like whenever you talk to other athletes, they just feel like they want to get better. So that kind of culture um, was really cool. And I think I'm enjoying my time here. Yeah. Now, I know I heard you and you and Brayden talking about how y'all met a couple of years ago. What what was that about? Well, y'all got some y'all got some friendship history. Oh, yeah. I mean. Oh, uh, be well. He from here. He from where I'm from. So yeah, yeah. Um, and then we had a neutral friend in uh, Jalen. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause uh, Flash was from Fort Worth too. So um, no. I grew up with Flash. So um, whenever we all linked up at Headington, it was pretty cool. Um, I didn't even know that B Will was from there, but it was cool to meet up with him um, and Jalen at Headington. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm from North Carolina, Maddie, and I came to Oklahoma knowing nobody, so I wish I, I wish I knew at least one or one or two people when I came into college, man. But Maddie, if I were to never ever have seen you play the game of basketball before, how would you describe the way you play in your game to our fans? Oh, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like I'm a dog. I'm gonna always bring that dog energy, that dog mentality. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I love that. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I just, I just try to bring that in every aspect of my game, whether it's passing, catching, even the small things. Um, that like you're not gonna get into my space and control what I do. I'm the controller, so 
Um, I just try to put that on my teammates and bring that out of them um, the most that I can. So I bring that every single day. So basically an enforcer. Yeah. And if you're an enforcer. That's yeah. Me. I'm the there enforcer. Whether I'm yeah. smart or not, yeah. you're going to feel me. Back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, she low key sound like you, Braden. That's how you talk. <laughs> I'm telling Come on hey, now. You hey. think it's a coincidence? Come on now. You know we read the same oh way. We wired it the same way. Come on now. Here y'all go with that Fort Worth <laughs> talk, man. Everybody's on Fort Worth built like that, bro. We, <laughs> we all, we the all proof, dogs. The proof is here. The proof is here. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> man, y'all funny. Well, well, Maddie, I certainly agree with you. You are a dog. So 11... Uh, points per game one year, 16 points per game. Well, your sophomore year, um, 20 points per game last year. And you're eight. You're at Yeesh. 18 now. What? What? Man. What have you done to to become the dog you are now? How has that process looked like? Um, I think it just all started with like coming here with an open mind and being ready for whatever. I mean. Um, it, I didn't have that super big dog mentality back in high school, but I mean, it was, it was all right. I mean, nobody was still messing with me, but yeah. um, whenever I got here after freshman year and my sophomore year and just learning and having experience, um, it just kind of taught me that, you know, you might need a little bit more, uh, you might need a little bit more attitude whenever you're playing. Sometimes it's not just all about skill. Sometimes the, mm-hmm. the, the dog that's out there with the least amount of skill is going to come out at the top. Yeah. For sure. I think OU teaches every single athlete that because I was the same way. I, I didn't I wasn't a dog when I first got 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 to college. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I had to learn how to be a dog. You know, yeah. I knew I knew what it was like to play good. I knew I had it in me, but you know, coming to Oklahoma is toughness, man. Yeah, you just Straight it instills tough yeah. you in, you know, toughness in you. For he sure. Does. Well, Maddie, you are the leading scorer on a team that's second in the country in points per game. Did you know that? Um, I mean, I see it everywhere. Oh, <laughs> I try okay. not to pay attention to it, but like it's it's everywhere that I look. I'm like, dang, I mean it's right in front of my face. So um okay. but I try not to look at stats and numbers um and just try to bring my all, you know. Yeah. So you guys have lost three games in a row now to Texas Tech, what Iowa State and in uh in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's going on? You know, any, any anything you got you want to talk about or, or share that's going on in the locker room or is it just y'all just got to play better? Man, I don't know. We just hit a wall as a team and we're just trying to figure out how to get over that, how to push through that wall. Um, I mean, our youngness has been showing. We've got me and me, T-Rob and Anna as and D as seniority, but we can only do so much. Um, we've got a a pretty young team after that after us there's 14 people on the roster so the other 10 they're younger than us and they're still learning um and they're gonna get there but we're doing it together we're figuring it figuring it out together yeah yeah there's there's never any easy answer to give especially after a loss as as yeah. a leader and as a captain on the right. team trust me because when we lost well matter of fact when we were winning and they would ask and me. It felt like yeah, yeah. Even before we lost our first game, you know, I did all the interviews and stuff post game for the team because I'm a captain. And they would ask me like, "Hey, Jay Hall, what's going on? Like, what do you, what do y'all have to do?" And the first time they asked me that, I'm like, "You know what? We're gonna go figure it out." And then next week, I said, "I think we had a good week of practice." 
I think this game is going to be better. And then we go out there and, and play terrible. Literally, <laughs> and then, word for word. Literally, word for word. Yeah. It's been happening. Like, each week, I'm like, okay, like, we had a pretty good week of practice. So, you know, this week's game is mm-hmm. good, you know? Yeah. Man. It's crazy. It's crazy that you bring that up because I was literally just talking to my mom about this earlier today. You know, you lose and then you tell the media, like, you know, I think practice is going well. And then you drop another one. And then yeah. it's like, OK, I don't want to say the same thing again in this interview. So you say something like we're figuring it out and then we lose another one. And then eventually I'm yeah. just like, you know what? I don't have all the answers. But I found I, I found out when you tell the media that you don't have the answers, they hit you with the. So do you think that coach is making the proper adjustments? And I'm like, ah, oh uh, like, <laughs> we go. like, it's not even about that. It's not even about them. It's us. Like, you know, right. it's yeah. the players. It ain't got nothing to do with Jenny is great. Coaches are great. Like, you know, sometimes yeah. players just got to figure it out. Exactly. Sometimes, yeah. you know, there's a lot of different variables that can happen when you're playing, you know, I'm saying intense sport college, you know, college sports, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like the other team wants to win just as much as you yeah. want to win. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes stuff happens and, you know, there's always different little variables, but, you know, it's up to us to figure it out, right. and, you know, work through that and everything like that. So exactly. For sure. Completely understand that. Maddie, I wanted to make sure that we got you before March Madness hit, right? I, I, I didn't want to. Right yeah. around the corner. It, it's coming. And um, I, I was like, man, I got to get her on because I know when March hits, she's going to be locked in. She, that yeah. dog going to come out in her. So yeah. <laughs> can you take us what March is like for you guys? Um, Well, this March should be way different than any other March that we've experienced. I mean, you know, of course it's crunch time and you got those last few games and you got the tournament. But then you got the Big 12 tournament. But then after that, you got the NCAA tournament, which we I haven't had a chance to go to yet in my career, and neither have the rest of my teammates. And it's something that we've been that we've been like itching for. So yeah. um, it'll look way different than it has the last three years. Last three years we've had spring breaks, so those have been cool. But um, I'm excited to see what March has in store for us, um, and I'm excited for the opportunity to go play on that stage. Yeah. Do you guys approach these playoff games a little bit different than the regular season? I know for football, we do this whole thing. We say championship November. Um, things are a little bit more tight ship. Practice is a little bit more on edge a little bit, I guess I would say. Intense. Yeah, a little bit more intense. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, I mean, we don't have a we don't have like a title for it. But I mean, I've just been preaching to my team that like, we have to get better, not for the next game, but for March. Like, March is right around the corner. We have to be playing our best basketball at that time because everybody else will. So, and we're we're, mm-hmm. we're reaching for a championship. So, um, just just like y'all said, March is that time where we have to um, sharpen our weaknesses and um, get better as a team together, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's, I wanted to go back to you talking about Anna and Taylor and uh, you, you guys are kind of like the big three. All right. Yeah. Is there who, who in your opinion flies under the radar a little bit that people don't probably give as much credit to? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, between the three of us, I think we can all take that. Um, But I think, Rob, she gets a lot of recognition for her shooting, yes, but she doesn't get a lot of recognition for the small things that she does, um, like moving and talking, moving without the basketball. And it's really hard as a shooter to keep moving without the basketball. Um, and especially whenever 
you shoot as a high at a high clip as her, and everybody mm-hmm. is guarding you the same way, face guard. Like you're not getting very many touches like that. You are the scouting report. Um, and I think that her resiliency through that just shows how under the radar she flies and the things that the, that she does. Okay, but who got a better jumper, you <laughs> or or her? Oh, that's federal. Um, and ah. of course I'm gonna say me because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> um, See that's so, that's how Jay Hall will answer that of question. Of course, gonna say me. Okay, but no. In all seriousness, um, I'm gonna say Rob. But if we was playing one on one, I'm gonna win. Okay, you know, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it like that. <laughs> I'm going with the dog on the court. You know, <laughs> no, for sure. Nah, I, I lowkey I lowkey set you up because no no player is ever supposed to say that somebody can shoot better than you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I could have said Steph Curry. You better say it's oh, still me. But exactly, and that's why I said it. But let's be realistic right now. Steph Curry, come on. Come on. <laughs> hey, speaking of guys in the in the league, is there is there anyone in the WNBA that you model your game after that you look up to? Um, in the in the WNBA, no. But no? my favorite okay. player is Melo. Okay. Um, and I think that. I model my game pretty much. I love mid-range jumpers. Um, and last year, I lived off of mid-range jumpers. Um, not as much this year, but I still have that in my bag if I need to, you know. Um, and I just love how he can get shots off of defenders. No, ma- no matter how close they are, he can use his body. Um, and that's who I try to model my game after. It's interesting that you say that. Um you know, like I was expecting for you to have a, a WNBA player. Do you like, you know, a lot of times when the when the NBA gets compared to the WNBA, you know, people are we're comparing it to as the money differences, the pay gap, the, you know, the wage gap and the the attendance difference and everything yeah. like that. Like, How do you feel about that? Like, is that something that really affects you as you're in it? Like you're an actual basketball player you know what i'm saying or is that just something you feel like the outside pushes more than y'all do y'all got that too i my life just flickered um but um i think that with the pay gap and stuff and everything that's going on with the WNBA and what we fight for as far as um equality and equal treatment um i think that we as women have been pushing that agenda for a long time and we're going to continue to push that agenda um and being in it i mean it just affects me of course because of the money and um also i think that it plays it's a respect thing i mean as women we want that we want to we want to be considered the greats the goats just like the men are um and we want to be we want to be recognized as um yeah we just want to be able to be seen as prominent like as prominent as an NBA player. Yeah, and like yeah. we want to, we want you guys to feel like we should be paid as much as they are. You know, like we play just as well yeah. as them. We know basketball just as well as men do, and we feel like you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, me being an athlete, I think it's different for athletes because I think I see things differently than a regular person that I actually can understand. And I know how much time y'all put into it. And I see like the things y'all do, like the way that, you know, the way that y'all shoot crazy, you know what I'm saying? So it's just certain little things that an athlete can see, but maybe not necessarily the outside. So, you know, I just wanted to get your opinion on, you know, how you feel about that. Yeah, no. 
Yeah, it, it's uh, it's crazy when you go on social media, and I know you've seen it, Maddie. But when ESPN posts something about women's sports, and then you look in the comments, and it's like, uh, I could be here one on one, or yeah. they, she belong in yeah, the like kitchen, what? or something like that. Well, it's like, even, Yo. This is what we've been seeing a lot. Um, you know, like women are stuck. We're starting to see a lot of women dunk. Um, on Instagram mm-hmm. and overtime and pass the ball and um, ball is life. And it, I go and I look in the, I'm like, dang, like, we ain't never seen a woman go off a two feet, two handed dunk, like mm-hmm. in transition. We ain't never seen that. But um, then I go into the comments and it's like, oh, that's not impressive at all. Well, that, like, y'all wanted us to dunk and we dunk. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Like, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, like, yeah it's it but it's all right, you know? We ball regardless. Thanks. For sure. Maddie, thank you so much for coming on to the pod. We yeah. always ask our guests this is there anything that you want to share with our fans remember our audience is is mostly football so <laughs> anything you want you want to let it let them know of course of course i got one thing to say man y'all show so much love to football and we really it's really fun coming out to the games and y'all are great come show that same support to women's basketball we need it we need the energy we need the lnc field um just like it used to be back in the day we want to get back to that and we wanted we want this to just start to turn into a, a basketball school, you know, to have that kind of culture of, you know, people hate playing here because the crowds are so great. For sure. And you know what? And it and it starts with us. So I will take initiative to get the guys there, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And then we're going to okay. go off of that. You know, we get there, then more people come and we're going to have that thing jump. Love that. All right, Center Nation, you heard it here first. You gonna if you pull up to the women's basketball games, you're gonna see Braden Willis in the stands. You're gonna see Maddie the dog Williams on the court. And it's gonna be a good time. You know? It's gonna be a great time. Come on. Great time. Maddie, great we appreciate you coming on to the pod. Thank you so much. I know you got laundry and a whole lot of stuff going on. So I appreciate you taking time out of your day to, to say yeah, what's up. Thank y'all for having me. This was a great time. Yeah, for, sure. for sure. Yeah, thank you. All right, Sooner fans, coming up next, you know what it is. Listener submitted questions, and we got some pretty good ones. But first, Braden, um, are you are you are you a little thirsty? Yeah, a little bit. Not gonna lie though, energy's been lacking. I've had a long day. I, I really wouldn't mind a coffee. I think I could low key, I could use a coffee too, bro. It's it's late in the day. It's I, I had I had a good day though. I got a lot of stuff to gun. You know, we sitting here knocking out these interviews, but man, I could I could really go for like a mocha frat or something like that. White chocolate mocha or something like that. Man, I'm saying. Woo, hey, Dutch, have you tried Dutch Bros yet? Because Dutch Bros is good, bro. You got to put me on. You got to put I'll me put on. on man. We got we need a little bit of change for it though. Hey, hey, we do. You know what? I think we got a link in the bio that we can use. It says. Link tree, and then it says buy me a coffee. I think, I think we should probably buy each other a coffee, or better yet, maybe the fans want to buy maybe us a coffee. That. I mean, they have before, but it's been in my, it's been a minute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. That honestly, my uncle said he would buy me one, but I could use one from other somebody else too. So, Sooner Nation, if you're feeling like it and you're up to it. I could, I could definitely use a coffee. But anyways, moving on to our listener submitted questions. <laughs> I got the first one from Cameron Wong Murphy. 
He asked, weirdest classroom experience you had at OU? So I was just talking to my mom about this the other day and how I grew up. You know, this isn't this isn't a weird experience, but I feel like this is a question for for me to share how my first time walking into a classroom at OU was. Right. So just to give you guys a little bit of background, I went to Vance High School in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's now called J.C. Chambers, where the population is about 85, 90 percent black and Latino and the rest is white. So not a lot of Caucasian kids. At my high school, you know, it just it kind of is what it is. And so I'll never forget walking into one of my first classes at OU. And I knew this when I chose OU, obviously, it's a PWI, but it doesn't really hit you until you walk into the classroom and see that everybody in there was white and I'm light skinned and I was the darkest person in the room. And so. It was crazy to me because it it was just the eye opener, you know, It, it just showed me that hey, like there's other people or there's a whole nother world outside of where you grew up. And I'll never forget calling my mom saying, hey, this is what I experienced today. There's nothing wrong with it, but it kind of shocked me a little bit. And so I've grown to adjust my thinking. I've grown to change the way I view the world and have become more adaptable because of it. So not a weird experience, but definitely something that stands out when I think of how I felt in a classroom. Crazy that you say that. I grew up in a predominantly all-Black neighborhood and went to all-Black schools growing up. And then I transferred into a high school that was predominantly white. So I had that experience a little bit earlier. But it is still kind of crazy that, you know, I, I was an econ major before I, you know, graduated. And um, going into econ classes, it is crazy being the only, the only Black person. I was the only Black person in every single one of my econ classes that I've ever attended at the University of Oklahoma. So it is kind of eye-opening, but that is not my weirdest experience. My weirdest experience at OU in terms of a classroom is COVID brought a lot of weird stuff, okay? And there was this thing going around back in the day where, you know, we had Zoom links and the Zoom links weren't really secure at the time. So I remember if... Actually, I know a lot of people will probably remember this, but yeah, there was a video about. that had went viral. Yeah. Right. And um there was it was just a guy he had joined the class, random person joined the class, and he was just making all types of noise, like just going crazy. And our teacher didn't know how to stop it. And it went viral on Twitter, on I don't know, maybe TikTok and stuff like that. And it's crazy that I was I was in that class. I was literally listening to that. So when it went viral, I was like, yo, that's crazy. But I think that has to be the weirdest classroom experience that I've ever had because that was just crazy. But Zoom in general, Zoom classes and COVID was just crazy in general. So mm, that, sure. that's that's the one for me. All right. Second question. We got uh, Warren oh. underscore. Hey, this my boy Heath. Hey, hold on. Let me get this one. Oh, um, I had class with Heath. I didn't even notice that when I was going through them. Hey, what up, boy? Hey, shout out to my boy Heath. Um, he was one of the guys. Remember, I was talking about the uh, my seven on seven flag football team. Oh yeah, Heath is one of the guys that was on the team. So shout out to my boy. There you um, go. Heath asked, "What is your favorite Winter Olympic sport, and what sport would you have the best chance of making it in the Winter Olympics?" 
honestly, bro, I don't know what the name of the sport is called, but I, I enjoy watching the one where the people like roll, like they slide and then curling. Curling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Curling. And then do a little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't know why, but every time that comes on, I'm like in awe of just like, man, like this is so perfect. Cause sometimes it'll like curve around the, the the thing i don't even know what they're called but i like that one and i think i would have the most success at that one too because i'm a good angles and speed type of guy uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) well um for me warren my favorite winter olympic sport okay the other night the coaches and some of the leaders went to the ranch steakhouse right yeah and we were there we were like, hey, can y'all turn on the TVs? They turn on the TV. They turn on the Winter Olympics. We're like, why did you turn on the Winter Olympics? Like, NBA's going on. But anyways, we watched it, right? I don't know what it's called, but there is a type of sledding or something that is like a single-person sled, and they go around a track, and they're like, like oh, in yeah. the sled, and they're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and they reach up to like 70 miles per hour. It was crazy. Um but we were thoroughly entertained by that. So I think that might be my new uh, favorite Winter Olympic sport. And then the thing that I think I would do best at, I've actually snowboarded before, and I'm actually a really good snowboarder. So I okay. think that would be my – yeah, I, I caught it. I caught on to it real quick. You know, back in the day we used to – you know what I'm saying? When you would go outside, play in the neighborhood with your friends and stuff, you would, you know, ride bikes, you know. All types of stuff. There was a thing called a ripstick my friend had. I had one. And, um, like, you have to swivel and stuff like that. And it was kind of similar to riding a snowboard. So uh, I caught on to that real quick, and I'm actually pretty good. I'm so jealous, bro, because I was not very good snowboarding my first time. I did it two years ago, and I haven't done it since. I've been really wanting to while I've been here in Denver. But, you know, I got the the combine and pro day coming up. So I didn't want to take any chances. But – it's something right. that I really, 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 really want to learn how to do. So I envy you for that. And you're going to have to go snowboarding hey, one day. Hey, look, brother. I got a lot of time on my hands on the off season now. So I when, know. Whenever you get acclimated, I guess after after your first off season, I guess I got to wait like two years or something now. But let's yeah. do it. I'm down. I'm down. Down. You can do that. Next question. Uh, comes from a personal friend of mine, Lena. She says, who has the better game with girls, me or you? Hey, Lena. I might hit you up just so you can find out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, hey, look, look. All I'm saying is a simple hello is all it takes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, hey, to answer, though, I'm going to bet on me, though. I'm going to bet on me. I, I don't I, I mean, don't honestly – Honestly, you're speaking to two guys that know each other very well. We've been teammates for plenty of years. We have roomed for all those years, you know what I'm saying, when we go to games that we've been uh, in the same position group. But, I mean, come on now. Would, it, would I be me if I didn't show, if I didn't, you know, choose me? Like, I, I literally shot at Zendaya while she has a man. Like, come on now. <laughs> come on now. I mean – Oh, bro. Actually, that that is funny now that I think about it. it. Honestly, I'm not even, like, to to seriously answer your question, it's pretty close. I'm not even going to lie to you. 
Um, I'd say me and Braden are pretty, are pretty likable. Um, it's in all cool. age groups. So, <laughs> anyways, next question. Next um, McKinley Barton asks if you were to chill with you and four other people from the Sooner family of all time, who would you pick? Um, all time. All right. So outside of, I guess, Braden, I definitely chill with Roy simply because we've talked to him. Um, I definitely chill with Bob. <laughs> I've talked to him and he's real cool. And when Roy, when Roy and Bob get together, um, it, it's, it's a fun time because they got all the jokes in the world. Mm-hmm. But <sighs> let's see. I'd like to choose two people that I probably haven't met. Um, Trent Williams would be one. He seems like a cool person. The um, the tackle, number one tackle in the, in the NFL. And who is another one that I would... You know what? Come back to me. Brady, you give yours, and I'll see if I can think of one more. All right. Four... I'm gonna go with Bob too. Um, hey, bring the tequila, Bob. Rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. Rock and roll, baby. Um, go with Coach Stoops. Um, give me, give me A D. I've already said, you know, I looked up to him before I came here. So give me A D. Let's see. Jermaine Gresham, tight end, played here, did well. Yeah. Give me Jermaine. Hmm. And give me the boss. Give me the boss. boss. Okay. He was such an icon in his era, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, you know what I'm saying? Give me the boss. Why not? Hey, you know, this may sound this may sound like an easy one for me. Of course, I would say Roy. I would say Roy, but we we already, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I already, we already talk and hang out with Roy. So it's just, I, you know. This, this one, I may be lame for this one, but I'm going to go with Joe John. <laughs> okay. Because Joe John, bro. Joe John literally had a story for us every single day. That's very true. Like there was not a day, there was not a dull day with the tight ends coach, Joe John Finley. Like this man has stories for days. Like, oh yeah. That's very true. <laughs> and each one is 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 cool. And he has a great memory. He references movies a lot. So yes, it does. I'm pretty sure between him, Bob, Trent, that would that would be a that would be a nice little setup. I, I can understand that. I see where you're coming, coming there. All right. Last question from E10. Simple question. Who's going to sell the most jerseys this fall? Be Willie. Obviously. Come on now. What? I'm expecting every single person that's listening to the pod right now to buy my jersey. Like, come on now. Yeah. I don't even know if we, honestly speaking, because I've gotten a lot of questions, so I'm going to address this on the pod. I don't know if we get compensated, like we get paid for that. I really don't think so because I thought we would already, they would already said something to us by now. So I don't think we are. I just want to look up in the stands and see, you know, people rocking my jersey. If you are really a fan of the pod, you will get my jersey so that I can easily identify you. I can look up and be like, oh, that's a pod listener right there. Oh, there we go right (laughs) there too. Oh, look back there. I see you. Hey, you know, you know what, dude? I'll make it here. I'll go ahead and set this up now. I'll buy three of your jerseys, and then we can do a giveaway. Fair enough. Okay, yes, I like that. Yeah, Alex, I see you nodding. Go ahead, write that down. <laughs> yes, sir, Ski. <laughs> okay. All right. 
The I boy like get a little, it. you know what I'm saying? About to go to the league, about to get some money. He's just like, ah, it's all me. Hey, yeah, I might as well help my boy out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, wait. One more. One more thing. What you got? Before we go, um, one of our most, our best listeners, our most favorite listeners, I know, in my opinion, uh, Taylor Thomas, he, like, we uh, submitted a video for my announcement earlier in the pod. Me and Taylor bonded, you know, he lost his dad. And uh, we've just been kind of chopping it up via DM, Instagram DMs. Um, he has a twin sister and him and his twin sister, Tyler, are turning 24 on the 24th. So happy birthday, Taylor and Tyler. Taylor and Tyler. Happy birthday. All right, Center Nation, that is all we have for this week's episode of the podcast on the Prairie Keep supporting us on social media. Keep asking us questions. We'll continue to answer them. And if you got it, feel free to buy us a coffee. <laughs> the link is in the bio. Sooner Nation, thank you once again. I hope you guys enjoyed the interviews. We love you guys. Love you. Peace. Peace.